What up? My name's Titus. And I'm Andrew. And this is... Chillin' in the State House. Titus, it's been a bit of a taxing week. LOL. Yes, taxing. I think it really underscores the humor when you say LOL. Yeah, I mean... Instead of laughing, you just say LOL. I don't know. Like you said, it's been a taxing week. That's true. Uh, And we are speaking both literally and figuratively because, as we have seen time and time again, tax policy is uh, kind of a a hot-button issue here in Kansas. Right, right. But here in uh, Chillin' the State House, you know, our job, we're here to chill down all the politics, all the boring policy into an entertaining way for you to know what's going on here up in the Kansas capital. Yeah. So, let's just get into... <laughs> I was just very excited to agree with you on that point, I guess. <laughs> let's just get into this tax, tax thing right here. Um, yes. I, I guess, you know, we'll start off, you know, in terms of tax, you know, we'll start off with probably maybe, you know, one of the state's most popular governor of all time, <laughs> uh, go- go- Governor Sam Brownback. You guys, you, you guys remember that? You guys know who that is? Yeah, that's it's impossible it seems like to talk about taxes in Kansas without hearkening back to the sweeping tax cuts under uh then governor Sam Brownback. Um and we heard a lot about him this past week. <laughs> I think we're going to hear a lot about him still in the in the weeks to come, even 9 years almost after they were signed into law uh, in 2012. Now, if if by some chance, I don't know, you were living in a cave in uh, Botswana during uh, <laughs> during that time, um, the the Kansas experiment, the 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 some of the largest income tax cuts in the state's history, which which the the governor uh, then Governor Brownback kind of pitched as a way of of ginning up the state's economy, it didn't quite work out that way. Yeah, kind kind of. It, let's say it made people unhappy. Yeah, we we, we saw it, the state lost a lot of tax revenue, and that meant to uh, cuts in services. And somewhere in there, uh, there was a pretty big electoral backlash, and uh, the cats, the the cats, <laughs> the cuts, not the cats, were uh, reversed in 2017. Um, and then, then we then we get into the backlash with the election of the governor Laura Kelly, and uh, the rest is history. But suffice to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know the story of the Brownback tax cuts. Uh, and now Democrats are saying we get Brownback 2.0, which is not entirely true. But, but you know, and. There's there's some stuff happening this week in the Kansas legislature, which, which you know, kind of reminded people of Brownback, right? Right. Yeah. I, I guess I should clarify. You know, the, the degree to which. Um, okay, let's, let's take a step back. This this week, the Kansas Senate passed probably the biggest tax bill. One of the biggest tax bills. I guess I I, I was not around for most of the other tax bills they've considered since, but one of the biggest tax bills since 2012. And, um, you know, one of the main points of dispute is basically, will this 
have similar effects on the Kansas economy as the 2012 Brownback era tax cuts. And I think, you know, to kind of dive into what the bill does a little bit, you know, we won't go into everything because I'm not an accountant. Titus, are you an accountant? I wish I was. <laughs> Probably pays a little better than journalism. <laughs> yeah, well, at the same time, it's kind of boring, but but anyway, continuing. I think any math teacher I'd ever had it would be like flabbergasted at the notion of me as an accountant. But um, I'll just play one on the podcast instead. It, it kind of it, the the big elements of this tax bill um, really harken back to the 2017. Uh, federal but it harkens back to the 2017 tax cuts and jobs act colloquially trump tax cuts uh and obviously there's a whole lot of debate about that bill too we won't get into that um but basically the reason why that matters for kansas is because in that bill in 2017 those changes really wanted to encourage people to claim the standard deduction on their federal tax returns and not itemize their deductions. The problem, there's always a problem, it seems like, Kansas law does not let you itemize on your state returns if you don't on your federal returns. And because of how the federal tax bill was written, that actually meant some people were paying more, sometimes a lot more, on their state income taxes, even though they may have seen a decline on their federal tax bill. Huh. That's 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 interesting. I don't, I can't say. So. So I, I I guess Republicans this time around they're, they're now they're trying to kind of align that with the federal and say you could, I guess, itemize both or. Yeah. So. Under under the this the bill approved this week, you could basically uh, take advantage of both, where you can um, I make sure make sure you edit. Yeah, I just I'm trying to like you itemize um, one or the other, basically. Yeah, um, without having to see any, I guess, quote unquote punishment for that. Yeah, you can itemize on your on your state returns even if you don't at the federal level. It's basically the the, the skinny. Um, there and there are some other elements of the bill too that are important. Um, it removes taxes on some of some income from foreign affiliates of U.S. companies. So if you are a foreign affiliate, uh, an affiliate in I don't know France of a, a company based in Kansas, you wouldn't have to pay taxes on some income, um, which. Democrats are not a fan of. They say that encourages folks to hide tax, uh, folks, companies to hide their, to, uh, hide in, in tax havens. Again, I, I think not being an expert on tax policy myself, I'm, I'm not going to render a, a verdict on, on that. Uh, again, Titus, if, 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 if you suddenly become an accountant, just stop me and you can weigh in. I'm good. Okay. This is a this is a fun one. Where? So, <laughs> I'm curious. You know what, what? What does? Obviously, you know the governor, being a Democrat governor, did not like this plan at all. 
Um, what did, what did she try to do? Yeah, so she's not a fan of, of this bill and has come out in pretty strong language against it. She's not said she's going to veto it. I think it's pretty safe to say if it does reach her desk, she's going to veto it. Um, but she put out her own plan on Tuesday, which was the day that the bill was going to be voted on in the Senate. And that is basically raising the standard deduction uh, while doing a couple things that she's wanted to do for a while. Oh, I want to stop you, Griffith. Okay. What okay. do you mean when you say raise the standard deduction? Yeah. So basically, it would raise the standard deduction. Um, I'm going to pull. Is it is it more just like if when if I'm filing my you know my income tax, I'm filing my ta- my tax, I would get more back basically. Yeah. So if you choose the standard deduction, basically, if you kind of choose the blanket deduction that a lot of people choose when they file their taxes, yeah, you would get more back. Uh, in 2021 and actually even more back in 2022 under her plan um um but to do this she's going to institute a tax on so-called digital services so like titus do you have a hulu account or netflix no screw that i mean sorry not um um, i'm impartial here uh no i do not do you read books on kindle I don't look. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an old guy at heart, so I, I just I just I just read paper books, you know. Okay, well, Titus would make out pretty well under the governor's proposed digital sales tax because she wants to tax subscriptions to Netflix, to Spotify, to uh, if you buy an ebook, Amazon there. Yeah, yeah. Amazon's always there, man. Yep. <laughs> um, she would want to tax those things at the same rate that you buy. If you go to the store and buy, if you're like Titus and are an old man, if you go to the store and buy a DVD or CD or a book, physical book, you know, you pay sales tax on this. And she wants to do the same thing for these streaming uh, and virtual services. Uh, Republicans aren't a fan of that. Uh, they've, they've dubbed this the baby Yoda tax, which is a real sign of the times, I think. Um I don't watch The Mandalorian, so I, I think any discussion of Star Wars is is gonna. I don't watch it, so I have no idea what they're talking about. Except I, I've seen the memes of Baby Yoda. That's about it. But yeah. <laughs> memes. That's something I can I can relate to. Star Wars, not so much. Um, and also, uh, she wants to impose what's called a tax on marketplace facilitators. So these are things like eBay or Etsy or Amazon. Yes, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon again. They're everywhere, man. Uh, and that is basically they're facilitating, hence the name, I guess, uh, on behalf of a third party vendor. So like Titus, if you're selling all your paper books on eBay because you have so many of them, you know, buy ebooks, uh, eBay, there's no sales tax on that. eBay doesn't have to collect that sales tax, but the governor wants eBay to start collecting that sales tax. Um, She's proposed these things before. They haven't really gone anywhere. Uh, and But it was kind of her official counter offer to what the Republicans wanted to do. Basically, it's just for political show because we know, you know, um, for the most part, Republicans can, you know, with a supermajority, they can get what they want. But it seemed like they did take the parts of the governor's plan that they did like and said, screw everything else. 
basically that's <laughs> Titus should really do this podcast because he's he's better at like making things pithy than I am. But yeah, so Republicans are actually on board with raising the standard deduction. Yeah, of course. Why not? Get more money into the people's hands, right? Yeah, that's basically their argument. So oh, but the tax the taxes on on everything else. Like, yeah, oh, no, 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 no. They didn't want that. They didn't want that. But they did amend into the the tax bill, the the big tax bill uh, that we've been talking about, the governor's plan to raise the standard deduction. Uh, but again, not doing the, the baby, Yoda, baby Yoda tax, not taxing eBay. Uh, so the, the cost of the bill kind of started going up. And it kept going up because they put in a couple more things such as exempting social security payments from income taxes, uh, exempting some, uh, well, we don't really have a 401k, but if we did have a 401k, uh, some retirement accounts would, would be exempt from income taxes. And the cost of the bill now in the first year basically tripled with all the amendments that they put in. And, and it could cost over a billion dollars in the first three years. That's a lot of money. I mean, I guess Republicans do love their tax cuts, you know, tax cuts after tax cuts after tax cuts. Um, and, you know, for some, if you're Republican, you probably love that. And if you're a Democrat, you're probably concerned. But there are some moderate Republicans who are concerned, too. And, and basically, they're saying the cost is too high. And, and they point back to the Brownback tax cuts, saying... That's where Brownback comes in? Yeah, this is, he's back, baby. <laughs> Although I, some would argue he never really left, or at least his shadow never really left Kansas politics. Um, but you know, there were some senators, Republican senators, who made explicit reference on the Senate floor that this is kind of what happened to those Brownback tax cuts, where the bill's costs just kept going up, and it was assumed those provisions would get taken out eventually, but they never did, and it became law. And they say that that had negative effects on the state, and the Democrats agree. So, um... You know, it's worth noting because of the way this new bill relates to the federal legislation. This is not quite the same thing as the Brownback tax cuts, you know, the, the the Brownback experiment. But a lot of members are really drawing those comparisons. But it's notable that those people vetoed, right? Because that means when the governor, I mean, not vetoed, they voted against it. So that means when the governor does veto it, um, they might not have the votes to override that veto yeah that's a great point so four republicans voted no uh and that takes them below the 27 vote threshold they would need to override the governor's veto and that is important because this really could be like the flagship piece of legislation for the conservative senate and if they can't get to 27 they obviously can't make that happen um now it's worth noting the house very well may take out a lot of these things uh the increase the standard deduction, the tax on Titus or the the exemption of Titus and I's non-existent four hundred one k from income taxes, the exempting social security taxes payments from taxes, that could all go away in the House, and then they'll go to conference committee, figure out a compromise, and we'll get a bill at some point, and and one would think they would they would craft the bill with an eye towards getting to twenty seven votes in the Senate, but. We're kind of a long way from there. Yeah. So basically, in the end, none of this mattered, right? <laughs> in the end, we're all going to die at some point. So this, 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 this doesn't matter. You know, it'll be gone, forgotten someday. But, but I do think it matters. It just shows that you know Republicans, you know, that 
Um, not necessarily that the brownbacks still, you know, ideas are still there among Republicans, but you know, Democrats would say they say that's what Democrats would say. But 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 you know, the, but you know, the kind of the propensity for for tax cuts, even even amid a COVID nineteen affected state budget, you know, right? You know, it shows that they're still they're still committing to that kind of campaign platform, you know. Yeah, well, and it's true, and I think this will, you know, the the even if the bill kind of gets taken back down a notch or two, this definitely shows that Republicans are going to go in a very different direction than the budget the governor proposed if they also are going to need to work in a couple hundred million dollars worth of lost revenue that they're going to be, they say, giving back over to Kansans, their hard-earned money. Uh, Democrats, again, they say you're only helping the wealthy. They say only like 6% of taxpayers are helped by this bill. Um, so I, I think, again, time will kind of only tell on what the final product is and uh, if they can get everyone to come together and sing Kumbaya. But yeah, that was a, that was a, taxes are a really dense subject. Uh, and, you know, this is almost as hard as abortion to do a podcast. On. <laughs> yeah. A chill podcast. But uh, I think we did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ignore the kind of, you know, the, the big pauses that we had in the middle of there, you well, know. Just, Titus just, is going to edit those out, right, Titus? <laughs> uh, if if they want to, if they want to read, it's probably better than listening to us talk about taxes. Actually, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I think I think we did. I think we did pretty well. But if you want to read about taxes and all the other things going on here at the state house, of which there are many, uh, where, where can where can folks do that? CJOnline.com. And also, um, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what else I'm supposed to say. Uh, well, you should probably tell them your Twitter. Uh, Ties with 100. And I'm at Andrew Ball, B-A-H-L. And you can find this podcast anywhere fine podcasts are found. And that is everything from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, we are there, awaiting your ears. Uh, don't know if that's a... Well, <laughs> we will see you next Monday. <laughs>